want to welcome you to Christ Fellowship. My name is Carlos and I serve as one of the teaching pastors here at Christ Fellowship. And I want to welcome all of our local campuses, Homestead, Redland, Core Gables, downtown West Kendall, Doral, and everyone here at Palmetto Bay. Can we give uh, Jesus a round of applause? Yeah, let's give it up for our Lord. And for everyone who is watching us online, well, this weekend, we wrap up this series that we've entitled Raise Them Up. And so we're going to be in the book of Deuteronomy. And so if you have your Bibles, you can open them up to Deuteronomy chapter 6. And we're going to begin in verse 5. Here's what the word of the Lord says today. You shall love the Lord God with all your hearts and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your hearts. You shall teach them diligently to your children. And you shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, and when you lie down and when you rise. Amen. Well, you all can have a seat now at all of our campuses. You know, I have been serving at Christ Fellowship for over 11 years. And during my time here at Christ Fellowship, I've developed many friendship with, friendships with many of our pastors here at Christ Fellowship. And the last several years, I've gotten really close to one of our pastors, and his name is Pastor Tony Isaacs. In fact, yeah, some of you know him. We can give it up for Pastor Tony. Yep. He's been serving at Christ Fellowship for over 20 years as an ordained minister, pastor, he preaches the Word of God, and it's just an incredible man of God. And he's our spiritual formation pastor, and he is one of my mentors. But what many people do not know, not only is Pastor Tony an ordained minister, he is also an eight-degree black belt taekwondo master. Yeah. Which means he can give you a spiritual whooping, but he can also give you a physical whooping. So you don't want to mess with Pastor Tony. But here's the thing. When he became a parent, he wanted to leave, to pass down the legacy of Taekwondo to all of his children. In fact, all of his children have different black belts. But his oldest son, Jesse Isaac, is a six-degree black belt master. You see, Pastor Tony, from a young age, he passed on the legacy of Taekwondo. All the skills, all the abilities, all the techniques, all the values like courtesy, integrity, self-discipline, perseverance. And now Master Jesse, here's the interesting thing, is passing down that Taekwondo legacy to my oldest son, Noah. Yeah, I don't know anything about Taekwondo. I mean, I can't even hurt a fly sometimes. But he is passing down all that he learned from his daddy to my oldest son. In fact, with that in mind, take a look at this quick video that he's teaching my son. <laughs> Isn't that cool? Come on, let's give it up for them. But don't miss the point in all of this. Because Pastor Tony passed on the legacy of Taekwondo to his oldest son, Jesse Isaacs. And Master Jesse Isaacs is passing down that legacy to my oldest son. 
Now, why do I share that story with you today? Let me bring all of that to our teaching for today. Because what an image of what God has designed for every parent, for all the fathers in here, and if you're watching us online, for all the moms. Because just like Pastor Tony passed down the legacy of Taekwondo to his children, in the same way, every single one of us, we are passing down a legacy to our children. The question is, what legacy are you passing down? Now, you might be thinking, Pastor Carlos, what am I supposed to pass down to my children? What is God expecting me to do, and how do I pass down this legacy? Because to be honest with you, Pastor Carlos, I'm a parent, I'm a dad or I'm a mom, and my children are driving me crazy. My teenage boy is being rebellious. My daughter walked out on her faith. My children want to know nothing about Jesus. So how do I pass down this legacy? Well, we're going to find out today as we go through this passage in Deuteronomy chapter 6. So we love to take notes. So I want you to wave your phones, take out your app, and we're going to take some notes if you're watching us online. And here's what I want you to know. Even if you're not a parent, if you're a young adult, or maybe you're married and don't have children, this message is so applicable to you. Or perhaps you're older in age and you're a grandparent and you're like, I don't have children at home. This message is very relevant to you. Here's the first point that I want all of us to write down today. We are all leaving a legacy. We are all leaving a legacy. Let's go back to that passage in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5. And I want to take us back there. Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5. And here's what the Word of God says. You shall love the Lord your God with all your hearts and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your hearts. Now, let me give you some context to set up the teaching for today. Because in the book of Exodus, the people of God were slaves in Egypt for over 400 years. God would use Moses to deliver his people. And before they made it to the promised land, which Moses never made it to the promised land, the Bible says that the Israelites were in the wilderness for over 40 years, for 40 years. And that's exactly where the book of Deuteronomy takes place. And at this moment, Bible scholars believe that Moses was over 100 years old. He was a very old man. So he was at his, in his last season of his life. And so he's preaching to all the parents. He gathers all the parents. He gathers all the elders. He gathers all the officials. And he's preaching to them a message. And he tells them, love the Lord your God with all your hearts, with all your soul, and with all your might. All these commands are to be on your hearts. Here's what I want you to understand today. You see, in order to leave a godly legacy, write this down as your next point for today, it begins with me. Leaving a godly legacy begins with me. Going back to that passage in Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 5, we can put it on the TV, yeah, says, love the Lord your God with all your hearts and with all your soul, and with all your strength, these commandments that I give you today are to be on your 
hearts. Say with me, hearts. Say it like you mean it, hearts. And then right after, look at what verse 7 says. Teach them diligently to your children. And Deuteronomy chapter 4, same book of the Bible, look at what Moses writes. Do not forget the things in your, that your eyes have seen or let them fade from your heart as long as you live. Then the verse after says, teach them to your children and their children. Deuteronomy chapter 11, look what Moses writes. Fix these words of mine in your hearts and minds. And the verse right after, teach them to your children. In three different passages in the book of Deuteronomy, Moses is establishing a pattern. Before he gives the parents the instructions of teaching the things of God to their children, he first commands them that they are to live a life that is godly in the eyes of our Lord. In other words, he is telling them, before you teach it to your children, make sure that you're fully devoted to God. Love the Lord your God. Yeah, you can give it up to the Lord. Love the Lord your God with all your hearts, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind, with everything that you have. Then you pass it on to your children. Why? Because behaviors are more caught than taught. Oftentimes, our children will not remember the things that we say. They won't remember some of the lectures that we give them, but they'll remember the things that we do. Oftentimes, our children will not remember the things that we say, but they'll remember the things that we do. You know, I served at our West Kendall campus many years ago. I actually met my wife, Shawnee, there at West Kendall. And a huge shout out to our West Kendall campus. We love them. Yeah, yeah we can give it up for them. And before they had their own building, we were at a setup and teardown. We were a setup and teardown campus, and we would meet at a movie theater. And I was the worship director there. And I had the privilege of serving with amazing people. But there was this young man by the name of Robert Chrysler, who was about 19, 20 years old, and he was our production director. This guy was faithful, committed. He was in all of our meetings. He was in all of our events. He was in all of our gatherings. And we would have to get to the movie theater every Sunday before 5 in the morning on Sundays. I would tell people, not even the devil is awake at 5 a.m. on a Sunday. Seriously. But this young guy was there. And I remember asking him, Robert, Robert. I know you serve because of Jesus. I know you serve because you love God. But what is it that compels you to serve the way that you serve? What is it that fuels you to serve the way that you serve? And now never forget the response that he gave me. And he said, from a young age, I saw my father serving the Lord. I saw my dad serving the kingdom of God. I saw my dad serving the church. I saw my dad serving the community. Mike Chrysler is actually a part of our Palmetto Bay campus and he's here today all the way in the back. We can give it up for Mike. Love you, Mike Chrysler. Still serves with us, still serves and caring for Miami. 
But don't miss the point. Because Mike Chrysler has never gotten up on this stage that I know of and has preached about serving to his children. He's never gotten on this stage and said, you know, the Bible says in Mark chapter 10 that even Jesus, the son of man, came not to be served, but rather to serve others and to give his life as a ransom for many. He's never done that. But his lifestyle was the greatest preaching for his children. Now, parents, here's my question for you today. What are you preaching, communicating, exemplifying for your children? Are your behaviors worth emulating? Are your behaviors worth following? Dads, how many dads do we have here? You can raise your hand myself, yeah? Do you get more excited about the Dolphins? And Tua is starting. The Marlins had a decent season. The Heat made it to the finals. The Hurricanes are doing well. Do you get more excited about your sports than worshiping Jesus on the weekend, whether in person or online? And if the answer is yes, you are communicating to your children that sports is a priority. That sports takes precedence over the things of God. Moms, ladies, don't think I forgot about you. Do you get more excited about the closeout sale at Nordstrom and Dayland? Don't think I don't know about those things. Come on. I know Nordstrom closed out. Oh my gosh, everything has to go, which means everything is at 7% off. I need to buy another pair of shoes. Girl, you got 28 pairs of shoes. Do you really need 29? You're barely going out in this season. All your meetings are on Zoom. They can't see what shoes you're wearing. <laughs> if you get more excited about that, then worshiping Jesus and spending time in God's word, you are communicating to your children that you treasure possessions rather than the one that has blessed you with the possessions. So God is asking you today, what are you exemplifying to your children? Which is why Moses gathers all the parents and he tells them, listen, listen, listen. Before you start impressing the teachings of God to your children, it begins with me. Tell the person next to you, it begins with me. I know we're socially distanced, but tell the person next to you, it begins with me. But I know what some of you are thinking, Pastor Carlos, you don't get it. I just don't got it all together, and I have my struggles, and I have my issues, and I have my challenges. Here's the good news, and this is going to bring freedom to so many parents. You don't have to have a perfect legacy to pass down a faith-filled legacy. Two people heard that. Thank you. Maybe it's the mask, right? Let me say that again. You don't have to have live a perfect legacy to pass down a faith-filled legacy. Why? In fact, write that down as your next point for today. Here's the amazing thing. Parents, you are not the savior of your home. You are a dad. You are a mom. And the savior is Jesus. Your children don't need to be pointed to a perfect parent, but rather they need to be pointed to a perfect Savior. So here's how this works. 
when you make mistakes, which we all do, you say, little Johnny, you know what? I'm so sorry for what I did. You know, daddy is a sinner. Daddy is not perfect. Mommy makes mistakes. Daddy sometimes does things that he should not do. Sometimes I don't come through. But here's what I want you to know. In this home, we worship a Savior who is sinless, who is perfect, who always comes through, who gave his life for you so that we can receive forgiveness, mercy, compassion. I am preaching to somebody today. I have not preached in front of people in seven, eight months, so I'm ultra excited today. You know, one of the things that my wife and I started doing with our children, we do it all the time. Everly, we have a two-year-old little daughter. She probably doesn't understand it, but our seven-year-old Noah and Nathan, he's five. And we tell them something like this, Noah, Nathan, we love you so much and we'll do anything for you. But who loves you more than us? And they say, Jesus, God, Noah, I love you so much. I'm so proud of you. But who loves you more than me? Jesus, God, why? Because I want to point them not to myself, not to Shawnee, but rather to Jesus Christ, God Almighty, who gave his life for him. And sometimes, moms, we have this expectation of perfection that we cannot meet, and we feel burdened and overwhelmed, and it stops us from passing down a faith-filled legacy. Now, you might be thinking, Pastor Carlos, I am tracking with you, and I know that I am called to pass down a godly legacy to my children, but how do I do this? Well, I want you to write this down as your next point for today. Godly legacy requires offensive. Say with me, offensive. Offensive, offensive parenting, not defensive parenting. In fact, I want to take us back to that passage in Deuteronomy chapter 6, and we're going to go to verse 7. Here's what the word of God says, and Moses writes the following. You shall teach them diligently, that word diligently, in the Hebrew. We told you many times that the Old Testament was first written in Hebrew and then translated into other languages. The New Testament was written in Greek, and that word diligently means to pierce. It means to sharpen. It means to instruct. It means to impress. So he says, teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way, and when you lie down, and when you rise. See, the mistake that sometimes us parents make, and oftentimes it's done with good intentions, that we are trying our best, is that we are in defensive mode, defensive mode, rather than playing offense. And the problem with defensive mode, defensive parenting, is that defensive parenting, write this down as your next point, Defensive parenting is only focused on behavior modification. Defensive parenting is only focused on behavior modification. And behavior modification only gets you so far. And so this is how it works. In fact, I'm going to ask my middle child, Nathan, to come on stage. I'm going to ask him to join on stage. Yeah, you come over here, Bobby. Can we give it up for Nathan? You can run over here. I'm going to ask Nathan. 
So I said it right in the front. Yeah, this is my middle son, Nathan. Love you, buddy. So this is how it works. Oftentimes when we see our children, whether they are 5, 7, 27, we think, oh, little Nathan, little Johnny has a pure heart. And as a parent, I need to do everything to defend my son and block out all the sinful pagan influences from the world so they can't get on Disney+. Plus. They can't have a social media account. They can't watch this. They can't talk to this person. They can't eat that. They can't see these movies. They can't. And it's all these lists of don'ts because my little child is pure and I want to protect him. And sometimes we could even be a helicopter parents, right? Managing everything. Oh, my goodness. And listen, I'm not advocating against restrictions. Restrictions are important. And I have certain restrictions on my children. But I want to tell you something. Your child, their heart is not pure. What? You've never met Joshua. He's 17 years old. He's never made a mistake in life. Trust me, he ain't that innocent. He's done his stuff. Because the thing is, children be lying. And they're born with a sinful heart. Children be lying. Did you brush your teeth? No, daddy. Boy, you lying. I can smell your Dorito breath from a mile away. Do you have homework? No. You're hiding your homework. Did you clean your room? Yes. Stop lying. Why? Because every single one of us, we are sinful. And so our children need more than behavior modification. They need heart transformation. And that is how offensive parenting works. Thank you, buddy. Can, can we give it up for Nathan? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Great job. So here's, I want you to write this down as your next point. Offensive parenting is focused on heart transformation. Offensive parenting is focused on heart transformation. Your goal as a parent, let me tell you this, should not be that I want to control the behavior of my child, but rather your goal as a parent is I want his heart to be changed by the gospel of Jesus Christ. Why? Because when the heart changes, the behavior changes. When the heart changes, then the behavior changes. So your mindset as a parent is the following. My kid is a sinner, so I'm going to do everything for the gospel to change his heart. And how does the gospel change the hearts? You impress the gospel. Write that down as your next point for today. You impress the gospel in his little hearts. You don't have to be a theologian. You don't have to be a Bible scholar. You don't even have to know the word of God really, really well to impress the gospel. You know how it works? In the day-to-day -day life events, you find opportunities to point your children to Jesus. Point your children to Jesus. In other words, if someone does something to you, if someone makes a comment to you, if someone does slanders your name, 
someone does something on social media rather than trying to get even with them? You tell your children, listen, 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 little Melissa, little Everly, little Daniela, you know what? We're going to extend forgiveness and mercy and grace because Jesus has forgiven us of much. If God has blessed you with many gifts and many blessings, if he's blessed you with a lucrative career, a successful business, he's blessed you with a big home, he's blessed you with so many investments, rather than saying, you know what, I got all of this because I'm so talented, you tell your child, no, 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 sweetie. The reason why we have all these blessings and the reason why we can enjoy these things in this, on this earth is because God's grace is over our home. If you feel uncertain about the future, anxious and worried, or perhaps going through financial struggles, you tell your child, listen, we are afraid. There's, there are moments that I'm afraid but because Jesus is with us, we're not going to live a life filled with fear. And our word, the word of God says that he will provide for all of our needs. Not some of them, not a few of them, but rather all of our needs. In the midst of all the political unrest, in the midst of all the civil chaos that's happening in our city, in our culture, in our nation, Rather than pointing your children to a political party, you tell your child the reason why people are looking to a man to change all their problems is because in every single body, every single person's heart, there is a longing for a savior. And that savior is not found in a presidential candidate, but rather that savior is found in Jesus Christ, the king of kings and lord of lords, the alpha and the omega, the first and the last. And he's the only one who can fix it all. You impress the gospel in their hearts and you instruct the gospel. Look at what the word of God says in Deuteronomy chapter 6 verse 7, you shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise. Translation for our modern day today, when it is dinner time, all distractions are put to the side. One of the things that Shawnee and I do, we try as much as we can, we try to be consistent in this area. As a family, we try to have at least one meal together a day as a family. And what we do is we turn off the TV. I put my phone in my room. We put away all the iPads, all the iPhones. We pray together as a family. And oftentimes there are gospel conversations that are formulated in our time together. At night, we have this storybook Jesus Bible very simple, the storybook Jesus Bible that we read to our children every single night. And it has a passage of scripture, a narrative of scripture. It takes like a minute, a minute and a half. And oftentimes when I read those stories, I am reminded, I am encouraged, I am challenged, I am convicted. And then we pray together. When I take my children to school, drive time, put some worship music on. And I pray every single day for my children, their classmates, their teachers by name, 
because I want to impress and instruct the gospel of Christ. Parents, we are responsible to disciple our children, but here's the good news. God is with you, and our church is with you as well. We want to walk alongside you. In fact, we have these incredible free resources for parents that we have for you. In fact, I want to get very, very practical. I want you to take out your smartphone right now. Just take out your phone and just sort of wave it at me. Take, take out your phone, even if you're not a parent. And I want you to text the word CF Parents to the number 313131. 31. CF Parents to the number 313131. You're going to receive a link right there on your phone. And we have tons of resources to help you instruct and impress the gospel of Christ in your child's life. Here's the last point that I want you to write down today. Parenting is not easy, but here's the last point that I want you to write down today. Rest in God's presence and His grace. Rest in God's presence and His grace. Moses preaches the message in Deuteronomy chapter 6 to all the parents, all the elders, all the leaders, and he tells them, love the Lord God with all your hearts and with all your soul and with all your strength. These commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts. At the age of 120, Moses dies. He then passes on the baton of spiritual legacy and leadership to a man by the name of Joshua. Joshua would then lead the people of God from the wilderness into the promised land. We made it. And at the age of 110, Joshua dies. Two books later, in the book of Judges, perhaps one of the most depressing, discouraging, saddest verses in the Bible takes place. And the Word of God says in Judges chapter 2, after that whole generation, this is way after Joshua, another generation grew up who knew neither the Lord nor what He had done for Israel. What? A generation grew up, didn't know about the things of God? Then the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord and served the Baals. Joshua is telling the people of God, pass on the spiritual legacy. And then there is a generation that grows up that didn't know the things of God. Somewhere along the way, the baton of godly legacy was dropped. Was dropped. You mean to tell me a generation grew up that did not know about the miracles that God had performed in Egypt, did not know about the 10 plagues that he sent to deliver God's people, did not know about God feeding his people from heaven with bread from sky from the sky, did not know those things. But here's what I want you to know, as depressing as that Bible verse is, and as discouraging as it can be to you, it is also one of the most comforting verses Here's why. Because later on, God would rise a generation, would raise a generation that knew and feared the Lord. 
which tells me even when we don't come through God always comes through even when we don't do our part God always does his part even when we're faithless God is faithful so here's the good news if you're still alive and you're not leaving a godly legacy at the moment there's still a chance to grab the baton dad I'm speaking to a dad who's watching us online who is not modeling the things of God who is not impressing and instructing the gospel father there is an opportunity for you today to pick up the baton and to pass it on to your son to your daughter to your children and their children come on somebody I told you I'm excited today I'm speaking to a mom today who has felt the expectation of perfection and is burdened and is overwhelmed today you have an opportunity to pick up the baton and pass it on to your daughter and to your children or maybe you are old in age and you're like I don't have children at home grandparents you can still pass on a spiritual legacy to your children and their children that is the God that we serve so here's what I want all of us to do today I want you to stand to your feet right now at all of our campuses and we're about to sing a song that is so powerful and it's found in the book of Numbers the songs come straight from the Word of God and it is called the blessing and my prayer is that this song may be your prayer and what you may declare over your home and over your family's life and here's what the Word of God says in Numbers chapter 6 verse 22 then the Lord said to Moses tell Aaron and his sons this is how you are to bless the Israelites say to them the Lord bless you and keep you the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace and I will bless them how many of you believe that today come on and give Jesus a shot of praise we're gonna sing that as a church family if you believe it at West Kendall if you believe it at Doral come on let's worship together let's sing it